Welcome to Talk Tennis, a podcast created specifically for you, the tennis fanatic. Join us each week as we work to elevate your game both on and off the court. We will deliver fresh episodes to keep you up to date with tennis trends and technologies, as well as exclusive interviews with industry experts, current and former pros, and so much more. Here's your host, Michelle. Welcome to Talk Tennis. Today we are going to talk all things tennis shoes, specifically about clay court shoes and hard court shoes. So with us today we have Julie and Safwan who are all the way in Germany at Tennis Warehouse Europe. Hello guys. Hello. Hello, hello. Thanks for joining. And then Troy is here with me and San Luis Obispo. So it's kind of a little international rivalry. Thanks for joining, Troy. Yeah, yeah. What's up? (laughs) So... I wanted to have this episode all about some differences between clay court and hard court shoes. We get asked that question so often. Do I really need a clay court shoe? Does it matter if I have a hard court shoe on hard courts? So let's start from that question. You guys are the clay experts, Safwan and Julie. You guys play most of the time on clay or carpet. If someone were to ask you, do I really need a clay court shoe on a clay court? What is your answer? Well, personally, I'd say if you're an advanced player, I'd say yes, you do, especially if you like to compete and stuff. Although like recreational players, I know that they have like shoes, like for instance, like we just tested the New Balance Lab here with Annalena. Uh, She's our German playtester. And she was saying that she actually play with the old court shoe on clay. And it actually worked out really well for her. It kind of have like a herringbone uh, pattern, you know, like the... How do you call this? Uh, it kind of looked like a clay atsole, but it's for hard court. So those worked pretty well, actually, even for advanced players. But I personally like when there's like a more traction and um, the clay court atsole going to bring more for me, especially when I slide. It's more controlled than like a old court atsole will be a bit more slidey, if it makes sense. So I'd say for advanced players, definitely need a clay court shoe, but there's still some options that are like pretty good. Safwan, what about you? Yeah, I would say if, if the question is, can I play with clay court shoes on a hard court and uh, vice versa? I mean, the, the, the answer is yes, of course you can. But is it going to be ideal? Is it going to be perfect for your game? Are you going to have good feelings? Are you going to be able to move as you would like? This is not that sure. It depends on the shoe. It depends on the outsole. And I think you have to be careful. I mean, if there is a different outsole, there's a reason for that. Most of the time you have um, the outsole for clay court shoes, they have the, the famous herringbone pattern. And it's basically the, the waves and it, it is allowing the clay to go in and out quite easily so that you can basically move around the court without any problems. And you can stop your slidings and then go back in the other direction, go for the drop shots and, and, and move very well. On, on the other hand, you have the hard court outsole uh, that has a bit more uh, flat surface. So basically to maximize the contact point with the floor i would say so so that you, you basically are you have a better grip on hard court and uh, and it also have reinforcement so can i play with one shoe on the other surface of course you can but maybe you as as julie said if you're an advanced player maybe you would like to have the best for uh, your game and for the surface you're playing on Good answers. Now, Troy, we've seen on hardcore shoes recently over the past few years, um, some clay inspiration come in, including more herringbone outsoles and more one-piece outsoles. Have you noticed that to make any difference on a hardcore where like traction's involved or anything like that? Yeah, I think um, those type of um, 
tread patterns are sort of that, that late trend where, yeah, they are more of a, a herringbone or flatter. I think that kind of caters just towards the modern player that is now sliding quite a bit on a hard court, you know, sliding in, in and out of their shots because uh, especially the young players, the, the up and coming juniors to college to, you know, journeyman pros or whatever, they're, they're all pretty much sliding out there on the hard court. And I think uh, having that slightly more like clay court influence to the outsole or like a flatter, smoother, uh, it kind of helps that for those players. For sure. And you guys in Europe always play on beautiful red clay. We in the United States don't always have red clay to play on. We play on more of a green or gray clay. Have you guys had a chance to play on that surface as well? Yeah, when I was in slow. That's <laughs> all sad. Yeah, well, I thought that the green clay wasn't sliding as much. I found it like a bit, maybe it wasn't like a great green clay that I played on, but it, I found it more bouncy. I couldn't slide as much. I got to play to uh, Roland Garros when I was younger on the Dang. clay. I didn't play a tournament. I was 12 years old, okay? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I just remember that's playing over there that made me love play. It's just like, I don't know. It, all the sliding are controlled, you know what I mean? On green clay, the green clay that I played, it was a bit more dusty maybe, mm -hmm. and the bounce wasn't as high. And there's also the fact that on, on clay in general, like um, you, know, you just have to like wet the clay and you have like a different feel. And when the clay is more dry, you slide more, the ball is a bit more speedy. So it's like other factors like that that are like interesting on clay. Definitely. Maybe you can tell us a little bit more about the craftsmanships around clay courts, especially in Europe. I know Spain, obviously, we all know Rafa and his academy. They talk all about the beautiful clay courts that they have. But That's kind of funny because like every time I've seen uh, practice footage of Rafa at his academy, he's always yeah. on the hard court. I never see him on the clay courts or hardly ever. It seems like he's hitting on the hard courts a lot. But, anyways, yeah. but talk about the craftsmanship around keeping a clay court perfect for playing. Maybe our U.S. audience doesn't understand that there's actually a lot that is involved when you play on a clay court. Well, from what I know and from what I see, I'm not an expert on that. But, you know, like with the wind and the weather, the clay mm -hmm. comes off like a lot. And you just have to, like, re-put some clay on it often uh, if you want the clay to be good at least. And then, well, before you play, it's always good to, like, uh, water the courts. Because then, like I said earlier, if it's too dry, it's not as good. But um, honestly, like other than that, I'm not quite sure how to maintain like a great clay court. Like in Roland Garros, I, I don't know. It's, it looks like a lot of work, honestly, though. <laughs> yeah, there are like specific people hired just to maintain the courts. And it's a very intensive process. And it's also a very respectable job, I think, because they make the courts so perfect for play. Now, I wanted to ask you guys also, as far as if you're playing on clay versus a hard court, do you have different preferences in your shoes? Do you want one to be heavier, one to be lighter? Can it be the exact same shoe with a different outsole? What do you prefer? Personally, so like I love like ASIC shoes in general. Mm -hmm. um, usually when I'm on hard court, I really love like having a premium support and durability on hard court. Um, now on clay court, it's different. Uh, like I usually play, so on hardcore, I play with the ASIC Gel Resolution 8. On clay, I love the Gel Solution Speed because they're like more speedy and stuff. And durability wise, I think like I can play all summer with one clay shoe. Mm -hmm. So yes, the, the durability, like I'm going to slide a bit more towards uh, the end of the shoe once I'm warded all out. But 
you know, like on uh, on hard court, sometimes I have like holes popping up on my on my axles, which is something that don't happen with my clay shoes. So that's also like another factor. So that's why I'm allowing myself to use like the solution feet that are uh, less durable than the ASIC gel resolution. So I will prefer definitely a lighter shoe on clay rather than having like a durable and very stable shoe, especially then with the lighter shoe. I feel like I'm quicker and I can, uh, the shoe is more flexible and I can slide better. So that would be like, for me, like my preferences on, on clay and hardware. Yeah, I know we often get the question, should I play with the same model on just but with different outdoors? Should I take, if I'm playing the soul court, Who's, for example, should I take the clay version and uh, all court version? But it depends on, on you again. I mean, if you're like super maniac and you like to have the exact same feeling all the time with the shoes and you know the shoes by heart, then maybe you want to go for the same shoe. Personally, um, I'm more a hardcore player, but I like to slide from time to time. But like small, I would say small um, slidings that are controlled. So if I'm playing on hardcore, I want a shoe that will allow me to slide a little bit. But when I'm playing on clay court, because I don't want to not control my slidings, then I, I go for a shoe that have a very, very good grip. So I need two completely different shoes that completely different. Yeah, I would also think too, um, kind of what Julie was saying about like the heavier duty shoe on hard court. I think also maybe, I, I'm assuming because I haven't really played on clay much, but I, I would think the midsole you would want on a hard court, you would want like a really cushiony midsole because the hard courts are so you know tough on the body mm-hmm. whereas like a clay court you, you can go you can get away with something more minimal lower to the ground because the court's softer on your body that, that's what i would assume um i also wanted to bring up carpet courts or omni courts or whatever those courts are we don't know much about those in Ca- well in california at least we don't have many indoor courts aside from the t-dub court can you guys talk to us about that court and what the best shoe is for that surface you're still trying to figure still trying to figure out what she was best for that yeah, they're like we don't know either yeah. <laughs> so like the surface that we play here indoors yeah it's like a kind of carpet but there's a uh, it's not clay on top but i'm not quite sure how this surface is called uh but it's honestly it's just like carpet and you have a you have to think of like is it kind of like a sand? A what? Is it kind of like sand on top a little bit? Yeah, slight, yeah a yeah. little bit of a, a sand layer, but pretty, pretty thin. but Almost like a shuffleboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that gives you a pretty good idea of the surface there. But um, so what I like to do usually, that's what most of us do here. Uh, we play with clay shoes hmm. on these. Yeah. I even played a tournament before the quarantine. I played a tournament and I decided to play with clay shoes and that worked perfectly though like when i'm using hardcore shoes on it like hardcore at soles i'm just sliding too much and it's not controlled at all so on a, on really like a carpet as soon as there's like a little uh, sand on top of of the of the surface i go for clay shoes right away even though um the the the, the outsole might like get worn out a bit quicker than actually playing on clay because of the carpet underneath it's still totally worth it like the or, or at least like a, a shoe with like a, a pattern that kind of looks like a like a clay court uh, at sole. I think that's what you yeah. need to have better traction. Well, actually, when we play on carpet, we use clay court shoes because the carpet where we play is kind of similar uh, to the clay in some aspects. But the real carpet shoes that we are selling on the website are completely flat and um, are, they have a very good grip. Uh, so in order to avoid any, yeah, any sliding. So 
we never actually did a playtest on carpet shoe. Maybe that would be a good idea, something to do in the future. But um, yeah, I think it would be interesting to see how a completely flat outsole reacts on such a surface. Because we are struggling with with clay courts. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I was going to ask you guys too, would you change your tactics on these different surfaces? How does your game change? Oh, my game changes so much. Like when I play on hard court, I, only, I, I like to be uh, right behind the baseline, being very aggressive, uh, hitting the ball pretty early. I mean, Michelle, you know, <laughs> we've, yeah. we've been grinding together when I was in California. And um, although when, when I'm on clay court, I take a step back. Um, the ball is going to be uh, bouncing more. Also, like there's no point of being as aggressive as when you play on hard court because your opponent will have more time to get to the ball because the, the court is slower. So there's going to be more rallies, regardless you like that or not. It's something that you have to accept. It's going to happen. You're going to have to grind. So uh, for me, I think it's really important to build the points when you're on clay and uh, just be a little bit uh, smarter with your play. And uh, really what I like to do best is simply place the ball right to left and just, you know, wait for the right shot. Yeah, I think that the game on clay is a bit more you need to use a bit more strategy and and be patient and that's why it is demanding <laughs> so but yeah i mean you 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 want to have your opponent moving around the court because it's it's you get tired when you play on clay and you want to play on that aspect and uh, it's the first one who is going to basically give up that it is going to lose the match so you may be the most powerful guy on, on hard court and and be able to finish your your points in, in just two two or three shots you will need to adjust in order to play and play. Troy, what about you? What if all of a sudden downstairs was only a clay court? Is your game changing? Probably, yeah. Probably, <laughs> probably, probably throwing even more uh, more junk than I usually do. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think it would be interesting because uh, I've always, I mean, I haven't really got to play on very many clay courts, but yeah, like Stefan was saying, um, you know, it's a different style of play. You know, typically the guys that are really fit and can just go forever are the, the best type of players on clay. Um, but the thing that's unique about it too is, um, yeah, it's more uh, physically demanding to, to win matches on clay, but at the same time, it's better for your body. If you only play on clay, it's going to be better on your knees. It's going to be better on your back. So that's kind of a, a unique thing that I've always wished that we had a, a access to a clay court uh, more frequently. Yeah, definitely. And then how important is sliding on clay? Can you play on a clay court without knowing how to slide or without feeling comfortable and confident sliding, asking for a friend? <laughs> well, it's sliding on clay. It's, it's kind of like part of the game. Definitely. Yeah. Especially if you're... Do you have any tips? <laughs> any tips? Um, so it's easy to say, but not be scared of just uh, going for it because uh, the, the, the first thing, like when you first learn how to slide, you're kind of like scared of going for it. You know, you, it's, I mean, you're scared of falling, but it's really like important to uh, balance a little bit of your weight on your front foot, the one that you're supposed to slide and just really try to control that sliding on, on your on the outer part of your foot. But, you know, I say that like that, it doesn't mean much. You just, I, I really think that you mainly just have to like go for it. Practice. Just really try to slide and practice and practice and it will come naturally. No, personally, nobody taught me ever how to slide on clay court. It came naturally. Yeah. So Same for me. And I, 
I was with a friend this week and he told me, he told me, can you explain me how to fight? And I was like, I have no clue <laughs> because you basically, you basically just do it. <laughs> That's it. But, but it's interesting to, to think about uh, the technique you're using when you, when you want to fight. And I think as Julie said, one of the main thing is not to be afraid and, uh, and you have to be in control the whole time, the whole sliding to be able to go wherever you want and stop exactly where you want. And not if you go for the drop shot and finish in the net, that's, that's not the point. So yeah, practice, practice, practice. I think that's how you're gonna, because it's a matter of feeling. And when you feel it, you know it. And when you know it, then everything goes well, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, and like you said, I think it's like timing that is like the hardest on clay when you're sliding. Yeah. So you, you have to, uh, I mean, but at some point you do it naturally you know it's like hitting the ball it's, you don't think about it but timing is so important like you have to slide before you hit the ball and not you know what i mean and not like when slide after like someone said then you finish in the net and lord knows i've done this many times but it, it, mm -hmm. it timing is very important and it's probably the toughest but you know you have to just not be afraid and go for it at first nice I think you guys might be born with it, too. That's what my, my thoughts are. <laughs> Troy, how are you at sliding? On hard or clay? <laughs> not really. Not really. Or I don't really do it on hard court very often. There, you, maybe I've done it a few times, but it was probably out of, like, accident rather than, like, <laughs> just not being able to control my slow down. But I, like I said, I haven't really played on uh, that many clay courts. The ones I have, um, they weren't, like, a very well-taken clay court. So, like, I kind of was, like, practicing and trying to get it down a little bit, but the court surface wasn't very uh, very good for, for sliding. So It was, like, uh, a dry clay court, which basically is, like, a hard court. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So maybe maybe growing up on it, you know. Yeah. I may have, been, may have been able to figure it out. Um, but, yeah, I haven't got much chance to. Now, one more question before I have, I wanted to change the subject a little. Um, have you guys ever worn a clay court shoe on a hard court? Oh, yes. It happened. <laughs> yeah, I have. Um, just because my hard court shoes were dead. So I was like, hey, let me grab my clay court shoes. What I'd say mainly, it's like it's not a, that a real issue besides that it's ruining your clay court shoe. That you're ruining yeah. your traction. So. That's mainly my issue. Now, if you don't have any issue with like running your uh, clay court at soles on hard court, go for it. But it's really going to smooth all that traction that you have to like be able to slide on clay and all that. So that'll yeah. be the only point for me. Uh, otherwise, honestly, uh, I haven't seen uh, major changes besides that. It maybe there's there's certainly more grip and there's not as much give. But you know, I think that's the only difference. Yeah, completely agree with uh, with Julie, and uh, that's why I would recommend to have a clay court too. Because if you have one, I mean, it's gonna get used. If we can mm -hmm. say that, I mean, it's gonna yeah. it's gonna die three times slower than your hard court too. So maybe you will have time to change three times your hard court too, but you will still have your clay court too. So it's kind of a long term investment, if I can say so. And and if you obviously, as Julie said, if you play with it on hard court, then it's gonna it's not good for the shoe for the outside. Yeah, so we definitely recommend getting shoes specific for each court surface. If you are lucky enough mm -hmm. to play on hard and clay and carve it, get one for each if possible. And as they mentioned, those clay shoes will last for a while. So that's a good feature. Yeah. Now I'm going to pivot a little bit. We just saw a new shoe from Nike, Nike Air Zoom GP Turbo. I want your first impressions. Troy, you can start. 
first uh, looking at it, you know, it definitely has a slightly different look than the shoe that it replaces uh, the Zoom Zero. So like aesthetically, uh, I kind of like the Zoom Zero look a little bit more. But mm-hmm. then again, I've only seen the GP Turbo like in one color. So I think it, I think it might look better and, you know, a darker color or something. But uh, trying it on, it definitely has um, a ton of cushion under the foot, which is something that I'm kind of looking forward to trying. It definitely feels uh, nice and plush, has a big midsole, has uh, double stacked uh, Zoom Air units, which is the first time Nike's ever done that. Um, so look forward to trying it out. How did it fit for you compared to the Zoom Zero? Um, I think uh, length-wise, it's probably pretty similar. Um, for uh, some reason, the toe box or like around the balls of my feet, it felt um, a little more snug. Mm-hmm. But the biggest difference was just having that uh, traditional tongue. Mm-hmm. So it was really easy to get my uh, foot in and out of it and, you know, lace it up. Whereas with the Zoom Zero, that was like the, the biggest uh, problem that a lot of us had was just getting the shoe on. And then once we got the shoe on, because it had a canvas upper, it was like cutting off, you know, like almost like squeezing the middle of the foot too much. So I think the uh, addition of a traditional tongue is, is will be pretty beneficial. Nice. What do you guys think in Europe? What's the feedback then so far? I haven't been able to uh, get a hand on it so far, but it looks aesthetically wise. I don't think it's amazingly, it's not the best, like a good looking shoe. Like I like better colors. I'm sure they're going to come up with like cute colors that pops out, you know, (laughs) but that one color that I'm not really crazy about, like people that know me know that I'm like really flashy and all that. So, um, but it's gotta be, be cute. It's gotta be cute. Come on. I'd love to have some sparkles on that too. Um, no, otherwise, I mean, I, I first like it looks like something that is pretty stable and all. I'm just like really excited to uh, get a hang on it on as soon as possible. I've seen some pros playing with it, like Francis Tiafo, mm-hmm. um, and I'm just like super curious about it. Same. Just can't wait to put my feet in it. Yeah, I think a lot of people are looking forward to it, and then there are a lot of expectations behind it too because it's a big franchise. Uh, but um, aesthetically, I <laughs> the same. I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan, but. The big butt is like I, I know Nike and like they sometimes they come up with something completely different that at the first look doesn't look that appealing and it's just a big success. I think if you wear these shoes on the court, it will. I mean, people will ask questions. People will want to know more about them. So let's see if it's another good uh, good surprise. Yeah. And they always kind of say that tennis is uh, behind the style curve by a few years. So maybe we're trying to catch up and the street style is super popular right now. I could see someone like Jeannie Bouchard rocking this shoe. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see which Nike athletes will also be wearing it because it does seem like it's very performance oriented. Yeah, totally. Are there any other new shoes on the horizon that have caught your eye that we know that are coming out or anything that's come out in the last year that you guys want to give a shout out to? Favorite shoe of the moment? Favorite clay shoe? Favorite hardcore shoe? My favorite shoe of the moment is the Wilson Chaos 3.0. I think it's an excellent shoe and not a lot of people know it. And um, I basically switched to it. Okay. It's actually an all court and I, I'm using it on clay and on hardcore. Just, I love how it fits. Uh, it's stable, it's light, it's really comfortable. Um, so far, I have nothing bad to say about it. So, wow. Yeah, yeah, really like it. 
And did you try the one with the uh, the SFT, like the booty construction? Or exactly, I'm playing with the SFT version, okay. which is the so for those who don't know, it's basically the fact that you don't have the lace, the like old school laces. It's just a quick way to to lace your shoe. <laughs> Had you worn previous ones of the Chaos? No, I haven't. That was the first the- one, and. A very good surprise. You're happy. Nice. Yeah. Cool. The only thing I had problems with before with that shoe was toe jam. So it sounds like they fixed that issue. What is it, Tori? Toe jam. So like my toes were um, hitting the end oh. of the shoe and it hurt. <laughs> oh, yeah, like well. running, running for like a drop shot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was a big thing. But it sounds yeah. like you're not having that problem. <laughs> no, maybe my fingers are small. <laughs> <It's fine>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you guys? What's your favorite shoe at the moment? Um, we've been testing the Yonex Affliction, and they're really good. So like, I got tried the Yonex Fusion Rev last year, fell in love with it. And that was my first uh, Yonex shoe that I've tried. And this year, I'm testing the Yonex Affliction. And again, it's like a total different shoe, but it's still like really good. It's like super stable, and the midsole is like so comfortable. And like the energy return is really good. The only thing that I have so far, uh, the only downside is like the breaking period is pretty long for me. And like I, I got a solid, I need, I didn't need a solid two hours in these shoes before I actually like felt super comfortable. But once it broke in, it was good. And then also at first fit, it seems like uh, you have to stay in your size. Although after like those two hours of breaking in, I realized that I actually to, I needed to be like uh, down a half size. So if you listen to this podcast and you want to buy a Yonex Eclipsion, get down like half a size. Um, you'll be grateful for that, definitely, because then I've realized that I have a little bit of room at four foot. But otherwise, it's like um, I have a medium foot width and it's honestly it wraps up my foot really nicely. The midsole is like so cushioned and you still have like really good energy return. So I've been testing it. And the guys also, the the Frenchies here, they've been uh, trying it. There's uh, two French guys that have been trying it, and they absolutely love it as well. So really good from Yonix again. And so far, honestly, Yonix, I haven't been disappointed once. Wow. Awesome. Good feedback. Troy, what you got? Um, I'd say, you know, probably my go-to, and it's been the same shoe for like the past five, six years as a gel resolution. Um, I used the seven before the eight, and now I have the eights. But those are probably like my most trusted, and I think a lot of the other playtesters feel pretty safe in that shoe as well. It's just a really good all-around stable shoe. Um, but out of the stuff that we recently have been testing, um, I'm pretty impressed with the K-Swiss, uh, the Hypercourt Supreme. It's a little wider fitting, I mean, as K-Swiss uh, shoes tend to be. Not as wide as the uh, Hypercourt Express 2 or like the original Hypercourt Express, but this, uh, it's a little more snug fitting, but still uh, maybe a little wider than like the gel resolution. But um, it has really good midsole um, underfoot cushioning and uh, just a really comfortable, good performance shoe, I think. Uh, K-Swiss and then them kind of having feedback from uh, Marcos Garon mm-hmm. to, to make that shoe made a really good one. Awesome. Well, I think that wraps it up from us and I appreciate you guys joining me and I would love to keep doing this every so often. So if any of our listeners have questions specifically about footwear, whether it's a clay shoe, a hardcourt shoe, a grass shoe, an omni shoe, a carpet shoe, we're here to help you guys figure it out and Love to chat with you guys again soon. So anything else? Any last words? 
No, thanks for having us. <laughs> yes, we're all stoked to just be on the court again. So thanks, yeah. you guys. Yeah, definitely excited. And it's always fun to chat with you guys in Europe and connect and talk about what we're playtesting and all that. So anytime. Thank you so much for the invitation, Michelle. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you download your episodes. And be sure to visit our websites for all of the tennis deals at tenniswarehouse.com, tenniswarehouseeurope.com, and tennisonly.com.au. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And until next time, happy hitting. Happy hitting.